You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Actually, it's the it's the lead play in our in our offense. Tell the What's up, guys? Welcome into Packers Total Access. My name is Clayton. You can check us out on Packernet.com. You can find me on Twitter at Packers underscore access. You can email us, PackersTotalAccess at gmail.com. You can text us, 865-658-5824. I'm joined alongside Tim, live in Green Bay. We got Emilio down here in Redneckville, USA, Tennessee, and we're just ready to talk a little Packers ball tonight. First of all, let's go around the horn here. Tim, how was your day, bub? You staying warm up there? Talk to him. Yeah, man. Toasty warm, man. I just cranked the heat up a little bit. It was cold down here in the in the lower level uh but no doing good man how about you guys no doing great man milio what about you man you staying dry it's been raining in knoxville ain't it? yeah i got uh i got rained out this morning but uh besides that, i got got a couple leaves done at the end and had to finish getting the old truck decorated for the parade tomorrow so nice nice what yeah, kind of parade kind of... we just talking a christmas parade or yeah, uh, yeah you, just you christmas taking parade. political stance talking yeah. <laughs> no just this christmas parade pull the trailer you know there's like 200 people or something just nice. th- run through throw candy got it nice. man got it hey sounds like my kind of party there <laughs> um, let's see here we got a uh, dennis shook asking the important questions already in the chat the chat's Ooh. absolutely on fire tonight uh, Dennis Shook says, Clayton and Tim, how many daddy sodas is too many daddy sodas if I'm going to the game on Sunday? Posting up at Kroll's pregame. I'll tell you this. If you're at Kroll's, get that butter burger. Got to mm-hmm. have that butter burger for sure. But, Tim, I don't know, man. How many uh, how many daddy sodas is too many daddy sodas when you're going to a Packers game, bro? Uh, you'll know when you wake up, right? <laughs> <laughs> you'll know exactly. when you wake up. Uh, all I'll say is it's a, it's a night game, so, uh, <laughs> you know. There's definitely, as we say, right, you can't can't drink all day if you don't start in the morning. Well, it's Sunday night football, guys. You don't have to start in the morning, I promise. Um, go and get you a nice, good base, you know, get a good breakfast in you. And then, yeah, absolutely, hit up hit up Crow's West and hang out, have a greasy uh, butter burger and uh, enjoy the scenery. And then start your, start your daddy's soda uh, excursion afterwards, maybe. Um, and then, of course, you'll, you'll have the tailgate festivities as well. But uh You'll you'll know when you've had too many. Trust yeah. me. Although, although we don't know how old Dennis is, maybe Dennis just turned twenty one and he doesn't know. Oh, he's ready to so. roll. <laughs> yeah, you'll uh, you'll wake up down there in the in the clink downtown Green Bay. That's how you'll know when you <laughs> have too many. You know what I'm saying? I have heard though that the the number is you, you're supposed to drink only sixty five percent of your body weight. Okay, never exceed sixty five percent of your body weight. Never exceed that. All right. So. But those are important questions. Now, for me at a ball game, in all honesty, when I pay money to go to a ball game, I'm not knocking anybody. Yeah, I'm not knocking you, Dennis. You, hey, fan, how you want a fan? I never understood the people that get so drunk they don't remember the game. You know, I'm going yeah. for the experience. I'm going to watch ball. I'm going to kind of hang out with other 
you know, uh, other fans, obviously, you know, like me, Jacob, Justin, uh, went to uh, a game last year with uh, with my wife, you know, Justin's wife, Nicole came, and uh, we all just kind of hung out. We went to a pregame uh, festivity, I guess you could say. It was a uh, a kickoff tailgate party over at, uh, God, what was it called, D, what was it, D11? What's the name of that bar over there next to the uh, D12s maybe? I can't remember. There's a bar right there close to uh, Lambeau. So we went down there and they had drinks and stuff. But to answer your question, Dennis, my my limit is two: one in the first half, one in the second half. I'm good, you know. Just got a habit to wash down some cheese curds and anything else you might buy right there at Lambo. Which, by the way, man, at the on the uh, on the club level or whatever the club suites, the cheese curds up there, man, they are fantastic, absolutely awesome, man. And don't underestimate the power of uh, mixing in a a little bit of water in between the natty sodas too. If you're gonna if you're gonna marathon it and you're gonna make it a you're gonna make it an all day thing, uh, don't sleep on that, man. Get get one of those fourteen dollar bottles of water in you over there Mm -hmm. and uh, (laughs) make sure you're hydrated while you're uh, drinking the natty sodas for sure. Yeah, got to balance it out, man, or else you're gonna be back there screaming. Right. <laughs> Gotta stay hydrated, boys. Let's oh, see. Yeah. Oh, yeah. A fam in the chat says, I would be shocked if Rashawn Gary doesn't get at least two sacks unless they uh, keep Blake Bell in or make Kelsey chip. Yeah, you know, it, according to PFF, their tackles are weak, but like all uh, all great quarterbacks talk about, really every quarterback talks about, you would rather the pressure come from the edges than inside in your face, right? So um, I kind of feel like that's how they built their offensive line. Obviously, they went and got Joe Tooney years ago when he became a free agent from uh, uh, New England, one of the best guards in football, been one of the best guards for a long time now. Uh, obviously, they got Creed Humphrey there at center. I can't remember who their right guard is, but he graded out well, um, graded out good uh, also. So, um, you know, it kind of – it's one of those things, let them rush upfield. Pat Mahomes will dance around that pocket, step up, avoid the rush, that type of thing. But, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets a couple sacks. I, when was the last time we seen Pat Mahomes – and, listen, I'm not suggesting we're going to try to hurt him or anything, but Emilio, when was the last time we seen someone really tee off on Pat Mahomes? I just – I don't remember anybody just – cleaning his clock. You know what I mean? It seems like he yeah. always finds a way to absorb the hit, dodge the hit and, and not take a, a huge blow. Right. Yeah, no, definitely. You know, he's uh, I don't know. He's kind of like wiggly, you know, he, he, when he gets hit, it doesn't seem to ever be one of those. I mean, obviously you can't finish him anymore, but it doesn't seem to be any of those, you know, bone crushers or one where it knocks a wind out of you. No one's, no one's got a real stomach shot on him. I would say, you know, in a long time or else uh, that'd probably be, a, you know, lit up on someone's highlight tape but um honestly i i hope rashawn does it but i i honestly would take it from anyone on the line if we can get that interior pressure if we can yes. take you know if we can uh you know if Devontae wyatt wants to go crazy stay in stay in your lanes you know kind of you know bowling ball bumper that a little bit kind of keep him in between that alley and let him eat uh because i i think that they're getting there and they're they're starting to see um you know the the fruits of their labor down there definitely tim let me ask you man if the over-under is set at one for Rashawn Gary's sacks, and I'm not suggesting it is, I'm just saying in this situation here, this scenario, you taking the over or under. You think Gary has a big game? What are you expecting, man? Stop playing with him, man. I'm taking the over. Stop <laughs> playing with him. Hammer it, he said. Yes, Hammer sir. It. Yeah. Look, Tim or Dennis trying to get uh, trying to get Tim stuck in the clink all night too. He said, Tim, meet me there. Uh oh. Okay, you better be careful, boys. Be careful. Yeah, pregame you got to hammer every other with a water, I'd say, and then you can then you can have a little fun. But especially a seven o'clock or eight o'clock game. Usually, my routine, especially for a night game, is uh, there's no way I'm drinking after halftime. 
they're like that's the absolute furthest i'll go depending mm -hmm. on how big i did it during the day um you got to pace yourselves and hey you don't want to be at an epic game and then forget it right <laughs> or like or like clayton says you you do not want to wake up uh in a holding cell either so uh drink responsibly out there all you uh adult adult children adult mm -hmm. <laughs> childish grown-ups whatever we'll call you <laughs> The last thing you want to do is wake up without your shirt snuggled up to one of Brown County's finest. Right That's right. right. That floor gets cold with no shirt on. I'm just saying. I wouldn't know from experience, but I've heard. Right. I've heard from other people. <laughs> it gets cold in the cell up at Brown County. Omer in the chat says, we need to hire Taylor Swift impersonator to throw KC off. Well, that would be something, wouldn't it? I don't listen too much Taylor Swift. I don't either, Jordan, to be honest with you. You know, it's funny, too, that he brings that up because earlier – Bang, Rob Domofsky said another news. Packers coach Matt LaFleur, he's heard Taylor Swift would be at Lambeau on Sunday night. I don't yeah, think he was actually saying it. I don't know if you guys actually seen the quote, but uh, we're going to run with it anyway. Tim, I know you're excited about this topic, man. Taylor, <laughs> is, is she going to be there? <laughs> I try not to first, of all, first of all, that was during the – he was at the podium. Yeah. And, um, you know, of course the, the beat writers are having fun with this whole, this whole little sidebar story. Um, and LaFleur did his best to play along, you know, I guess. Yeah. He kind of said, I guess that's what I what I gathered was he said, oh, well, that's what I heard. Have you guys heard anything was kind of how he reacted like he wasn't confirming anything. But it's like I'll confirm something right now. This is a gigantic freaking distraction. Like we got it. We have a football game to play. <laughs> guys, like I'm so tired of hearing about Taylor Swift coming to Lambo. <laughs> I'm just over it. And again, I've never, not once, I'm not, I'm not going to hate on her. I don't have a problem with her. I don't have a problem with her fans, her music, none of that. I'm just, I, I've always said, I just, I don't get it. And I leave it at that. I was raised. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say nothing at all. So I'm just going to, you know, keep quiet, but I gotta be honest, man. I'm a little worried. I mean, we, this is, it's already a big game against the tough. I mean, this is the defending Super Bowl champs guys, you know, and a game that, you can fool yourself into thinking an L won't hurt us. Um, we need a win, man. We need to keep winning, you know, go keep the streak alive. And this extracurricular, you know, I don't know, I guess I won't call it nonsense, but the, the hoopla surrounding it, it's, I don't know. I think it's a little much. Um, I, I want to keep the football talk uh, the main focus. I think Matt LaFleur does too, as he tried to skirt around the, the issue as best as he could. Um, but, you know, hey. That's what the media does, right? These are stories. There's more than the football game going on. I understand that. Um, it's fun. People get caught up in the moment. But I just hope our players don't, you know. I hope our players uh, keep their heads in the game, right? I mean, we got to have this win, guys. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think what Tim's saying here, Emilio, is if if all the focus is going to be on Taylor Swift and not winning the ball game, it could be trouble, trouble, trouble. You know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? So, I would say so. Some bad blood between the two. Oh, are you, am I supposed to get? Is there some kind of? <laughs> Tim's over here. Just what I'm supposed to understand here. Tim said, I'm not if it's not a, "Sorry, it's not a Merle Haggard lyric." I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I love uh, it. Absolutely love. It. Um, let's see what else we got here in the chat. As we uh, we already started with the nonsense. This is a good one here. Uh, well, first of all, Carly Ray said, "You know who else is coming to Lambo? Patrick Mahomes." Let's focus. There on it is. There we go. Um, Mark in the chat says, for the next six games, if J-Love can average 232 yards per game, he'll have 4,000 yards, something Justin Fields has never seen. <laughs> it's funny, man. They put a poll out earlier uh, or yesterday 
Bears fans did, saying, would you rather have Justin Fields or Jordan Love thinking – I mean, I'm sitting there going, they're Bears fans. They're never going to admit they would rather have Jordan Love than Justin Fields, right? It ended up being 52% to 48%, a lot closer than I thought. <laughs> I was cracking up, man. Wow. But, yeah, so I mean, they're uh, – he, he would have that, and, I mean, if he wins – I mean, say we win four out of the four out of the next six, Jay Love could have more career wins than Justin Fields too. So, yeah. there's that, and Justin Fields has had three years to do it. So, yeah. Uh, Omer in the chat says 48 hours until we take over a seventh seed and last wild card spot with a win on Sunday at Lambeau, baby. I like his uh, positivity here lately. You know, he was one that was saying we were going to beat the Lions last week. A um, couple of the people that said we wasn't going to beat the Lions, I haven't seen them in the chat this week. What do you think about that, though? You guys feeling good about this game? Win or lose, seriously, it's okay if, if you think they're going to lose. I think it's going to be a tough game, you know. This is one of those games I wouldn't touch personally. I mean, I like the point spread, seeing that Green Bay's at home, they're catching six and a half points. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be afraid to put a little bit on that. But as far as just winning outright, man, it's going to be a tough one to win. I, mm-hmm. I can't deny it. If I had to pick one way or the other, though, with the way the two teams are playing, if Kansas City hadn't had that strong second half against the Vegas Raiders, I feel a whole lot better about this, Tim. But they're kind of riding that momentum they created in the second half, getting that dub and, and – a really solid game, but it's crazy is Green Bay's riding that momentum off of that big win on Thanksgiving, right? Which I think we would all agree it was more like a two uh, a two score game as opposed to a one score game with how the the end unfolded there. Um, you're going to get these two games probably or these two teams probably at their best, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And we're gonna this is going to tell us a lot about our Packers team too. You know, I've I've said this before if they can come home here after a big win on uh, Turkey Day, if they can come home. And you know, beat the beat the defending Super Bowl champs, you know, and protect Lambeau and get this win and keep the winning streak alive. Um, you know, I'm sure you're going to pop that graphic up uh, that you sent earlier. Um, you know, our playoff chances, you know, are going to increase exponentially with a win on Sunday night. You know, and that's what I was kind of getting at with the. You know, we have to remember there's serious implications here, even at this stage in the season, because let's be honest, Clayton, you're right, but. You know, is this team really going to go undefeated in, you know, down the stretch here? We got six games left, right? Are we going to win all of these games? So you, you want to win every week, right? Well, getting it done this week, going one and oh, that's the mentality, right? Because we can, we don't know what could happen in the future. We could, we're already looking at our schedule at some of these games going, well, I wish we would have, wish we would have hung on to that one. We'd have a couple <laughs> more wins. And it's like, well, I don't want us to look back and go, well, I wish we weren't. Worried about uh, Taylor Swift showing up. <laughs> worried about you know the Kansas City Chiefs showing up. Uh, you know that's all I'm, my concern is. So I think we're going to get a real, real good read on who this 2023 Packers team is um, after Sunday night, based on how they perform. If we see that same team that showed up in Motown, man, it's going to be, it's going to be one heck of a ride, guys. It's going to be a great game. Yeah, I think that was Pete Packers this year, Omer. Uh, or I'm or Omer, Omer dominating the chat over here. Emilio, um, that was Pete Packers, man. I mean, that's I think we would all agree that's the best football we've seen them play all year, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, some would say, oh no, the Rams game where the Rams are booty cheeks, right? The Lions are a Lions are a tough physical team, they really are. And you could tell the message too going into that game from the floor was, look, if I have to tell you guys, if I have to remind you how this last meeting went, 
then we probably got the wrong guys on the team. I mean, they kicked your rear end, and it was from start to finish. They bullied you. And it kind of makes you think of the Jets game last year where Robert Sala at the post-game press conference said, we knew if we just pushed on them enough, they would give up, right? Like that's that's not where you want to be as a professional athlete, a team, an organization, a unit. So I don't know, man. I'm, I'm excited to see uh, see just another piece of the puzzle come into place uh, for Jordan Love. And, okay, how is he going to perform uh, with this yeah. extra pressure? I mean, again, Emilio, he played – you know, in front of the whole country on Thanksgiving Day, right? This one's going to be very similar. This will probably have – I would venture to say outside of the playoffs and Super Bowl, this will be a top five ratings game of the year because Kansas City has a huge following. Packers have a huge following. Tim, earmuff it for me for just a second. Um, the Taylor Swift – the Swifties are going to be watching and boosting the ratings too. It's going to happen. So, <laughs> going to be a big crowd watching. But what do you think, Emilio? Yeah, no, I think that's exactly it. And – uh and correct me if I'm wrong, this would be Jordan Love's first uh, time repeating a game against a team, right? This is the only team he, he would have played twice. That's that a right? great question. I think he's right, isn't he, Tim? So, so, and I think he's going to have a little bit of a chip on his shoulder. You know, I've been there. I've, I've already played them before. They, you know, they took that first one from me. How are we going to play coming into it this week? You know, just stay focused, stay one step at, you know, one step at a time and just keep moving forward. I think that, uh, they're going to try to, you know, maybe take some of the old game and maybe build off of that. And I think that with Love's, you know, growth and things that we've seen, he won't be the same guy and we're not the same team. So I'm excited to kind of see how it all plays out and uh, how, how they do under the lights. Definitely. Those of you in the uh, in the chat and watching the stream here, if you would hit that like button for us, uh, that'll help boost the algorithm, and help other Packer fans find this content. We appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on this glorious Friday evening, man. There's nothing better than doing a late night show on a Friday night, knowing mm -hmm. nobody's really got to get up early. You're sleeping in, right, Emilio? No, I got that parade. I got to be there at like uh, I got to be there at like eight thirty. I don't know, man. I but then I'll take a nap because we we're just hanging out, and then I can probably take a nap Sunday morning because of none of that really. I don't really need to watch any of that. Well, you just better not be having. You better not be having any daddy sodas driving that float. So I gotta say, no. See, Knox no. County's Knox County's fine for me. Is it in Knox or is it in Maryville? It's in Maryville. Maryville. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you might get away with it down there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's do this. Uh, well, Kristen in the, in the chat said, I said the pack was going to lose to the Lions. Not ashamed of that. Hey man, appreciate you coming in here and, uh, and, and talking about it. Right. There's nothing wrong with it, Chris. Like, dude, I, I say it all the time and I'm somewhat joking about the married thing, but being honest too, I'm married. I'm wrong all the time. Like that's a beautiful thing about being a fan man. you put your neck out there, you take a stance and just be willing to say, I oh, nope, got it wrong. Right. I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I expect them to beat the Lions. When I sat down, they said, how do you feel about this game? I looked at people sitting at the table, and I went, it's probably going to be a long one, man. We are banged up, and we're already a young team. Shoot, after about the first quarter, I was going, I told y'all. Are you kidding me? Yeah. All part of the plan. Let's get serious here, though. Carly Ray always brings us back down to earth. She says, okay, watching Good Morning Lambo, and there's something I don't quite understand. How is 12 personnel so much more predictable than 11 when you can just send a tight end out? And treat him like a receiver. So essentially, what happens when you when you play twelve personnel? I want to get your all's take on this too. Um, when you play twelve personnel, one running back, two tight ends, it triggers their base. Okay. Now, so when you're saying you can just send that tight end out in a route, yes, you can. You can do that, but you remove the threat of stretching the field. That's what makes Luke Musgrave such a threat, right? Is that even though he's playing Y, he's playing tight end. Which, if you go out in twelve personnel, 
you can essentially have 11 personnel with Luke Musgrave in the lineup because you can flex him out wide. He's got the measurables. He's got the numbers. He's got the speed, the quickness, the athleticism to basically be a big receiver, right? What we call a big wide. Um, so in, in that regard, if you just send Tucker Craft out in the route, right, you're putting a backer out there on him, right? But essentially what you're also doing is you're playing to the strength of stopping the run, okay? So the reason I like 11 personnel over 12 personnel is because when you play 11 personnel, most of the time, nine times out of 10, it's going to trigger their nickel defense, which means they're going to bring a corner in in place of a linebacker. Therefore, they're weaker at stopping the run. So if you get to a situation where they're treating a Luke Musgrave like a, a legit wide receiver, I know Luke's hurt right now. He's just a perfect example of why Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer, these type of tight ends are so important because they can act, they can even play boundary X if you need them to, right? It's because when you put them in there, if they decide to put a corner on him, well, now you can pull him back inside, go a little more condensed, attached look, run the ball down their throat because they get their nickel in, okay? Um, it's why teams are running so effective on the Packers' defense is because a lot of times they're running out of the nickel where we've got Keyshawn Nixon in as opposed to, you know, an extra backer in there or, or whatever if you want to play big nickel with an extra safety. So um, back to your question, how is 12 personnel so much more predictable than 11 uh, when you can just send a tight end out and treat them like receivers? It's not so much that it's not predictable, Carly. The problem I have with it is Matt LaFleur's system, his scheme, they play a lot of nasty sets. Everything is so condensed that the defense is kind of huddled around the line of scrimmage. Therefore, it's harder to run, right? on that type of defense. Now, if they were going to flex it out more, I'm cool with 12 personnel and flex it out and go empty every now and then. That's where you kept catch yourself in, in a little more of an advantageous situation. And you've seen the Packers do this this year, which I really like. They do it mainly out of 11, but you could do it out of 12. Come out in the empty base, look over the defense, get everybody else spread out wide, call shift, and bring the T back into the backfield. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now, introducing Slab Packs from arenaclub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy slab packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, 
as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. And now you've got a little bit more of an advantage to be able to run the football. But, um, Tim, do you see that the same way? Is there anything, any thoughts that triggered with that question there from Carly? I love it. I think it's a great question. That is a great question. And not not to take the uh, the easy way out, but, no, that's how I see it. You know, I'm, I'm still learning a lot of this, too. Um, and I'm not really well-versed in the different uh, groupings just yet as far as uh, to really speak on it in great detail. But what you're saying to me there and to us right there makes a lot of sense. Um, so no, I don't really have anything to add. Um, other than I added some more notes to my, my notebook. So thank you, Clayton. <laughs> now it's something I learned by reading, take your eye off the ball by Pat yep. Curran. And he talks about it, you know, extensively. That's listen to Pat Curran's podcast about a decade ago is when I understood what's, what's, what are they talking about? 11 and 12. What is this? And I started doing research. I'm like, Oh, that's the easiest way to say three wide receiver rather than say three wide receiver set. You say 11 rather than say, you know, uh, one running or two running backs, one tied in, you just say 21, right? Or 12 with one running back. Two oh, no, I get I get 12 and 11. I, I understand that. It's just the, right. the intricacies of like whether or not one's more predictable than the other. Um, you, you know, you mentioned you know, limiting the ability to stretch the field um, in that situation, which, you know, kind of makes sense because if if you're, you know, think about this, if you're if you're in 11 and you're triggering nickel, right, nickel coverage, that's not when you want to stretch the field anyway, right? right? So right. it's like learning little the ins and outs of what these different personnel groupings uh, really uh, achieve for an offense out there is really interesting. And I'm just loving being in the thick of it along for the ride. But um, yeah, I'm, I, I've I've now got past the I got the training wheels off. I know the the difference between <laughs> the numbers anymore. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost done with the book too. I've been you know I I still read at a third grade level, so you guys got to bear with so me. I'm, me I'm <laughs> forever. But now think about that on the surface. Go ahead, Emilio. Were you going to say? No, something? all I was going to say was with the nasty. That that was my take. Was he's he keeps it really tight. Um, but if you kind of look at it as, as in a scale wise, if you were to go to from eleven to twelve to thirteen, they got three on. You know, we're going to run a three tight end set. We're they're going to be all, most of the time be all on the line, all attached. Well, the one one receiver out, you know, over by himself. So. That's how you, I mean, think about the defense. There's one wide receiver out on the side. You got your 10 other people in between the hashes, basically, um, you know, real tight to the numbers. That'll condense the entire defense if you don't have a wide receiver that can beat one-on-one or, you know, safety over the top. Um, so kind of think of it as like, you know, scaling the defense in, um, you know, if you're bringing in more tight end, they're going to get kind of tighter as long as they're all on the line sort of thing. But that was all I was going to add. Yeah, like Dennis Ship pointed out, they literally just played Detroit. Yeah, we know that they played Detroit for the second time. We're talking about these other opponents. We're not talking about the game they just finished. Obviously, they played Detroit two times. So we right. got you. Appreciate you, buddy. Um, so, yeah, you know, back to the uh, the personnel and everything. It like when you understand that's just the basic information, right? When you when you literally look at it, say, okay, I know what 11, 12 personnel, all that means. Now it's okay. This is how they're. This is the the personnel they bring to the table. Now, what is the formation? That's why on Chalk Talk, I take the time to break that stuff down. And you get mixed reviews from people. Some people, I mean, I've had people comment on the video and go, it takes you too long to break the play down. Just get to the point. I'm like, you're missing the point, bub. Like, you 
you, and, and I usually respond with, okay, well, so you understand what 13 personnel means, right? And no response. So it's like, you're, okay, this channel is not for you, okay? We're not here to just go, okay, look, there's a touchdown pass. Woo, give them a banner. Like, we're, <laughs> we're trying to understand everything to the fullest detail. So when you break the huddle and you come out, okay, you got this personnel, that triggers the, the matchup, right? And that just recently happened probably 15, 20 years ago because used to first down was base defense. They didn't care what you sent out there. They were going to play their base defense. Now you're matching personnel. That's something that's been going on for quite some time now. Once you get to that point now, it's what formation are you coming out in? And on Chalk Talk, when I talk about this, like I'll say 11 doubles on, right? And just that what that essentially means is a two-by-two set. On means the tight end. The Y is on the line of scrimmage. Okay, reporting is eligible or whatever. You know, he's going to be one of the one of the targets that's on the line of scrimmage opposite the X typically. And that'll kind of tell you how things are spread out. When you say 11 doubles nasty, now you know they're in the nasty split. When you get to that point, you start to read the defense. You go, okay, man coverage, zone coverage. You don't really know till post-snap because there's a lot of sugar in that goes on. That's the next step. Then it's middle field open, middle field close. I'm not talking about pre-snap middle field open, middle field close. I'm talking about end result middle field open, middle field close, meaning two on the shelf or single high safety. So everything has these levels. It's literally from the time the play's called in, there's your personnel. When you break the huddle, there's your formation. There's the matching formation, the matching personnel on defense. And then it comes to pre- and post-snap reading, middle field open, middle field close. Where's the blitz coming from? Then you can literally hit reverse, hit rewind, bang. All right, where's the protection being set? Who's the mic? Who's the center of the protection set on? Which guys are firing? Are they sugar in a fake fire? And they're going to cause a free runner off the opposite side. If there's a free runner, guess what? That receiver needs to go hot, and the quarterback's got to know it's a free runner. Oh, where our quarterback doesn't set the protection all the time. That's a problem if you don't know who the free runner is. All these things matter in the game of football. And it's the stuff that I really dig into. I understand it's not for everybody. And it's really, really, if I, if, if I can understand it, anybody can understand it. Okay, I am, a, I am a moron. If I can figure it out, anybody can figure it out. I just understand most people don't like to dig that deep, and that's okay. This probably just isn't the channel for you. I, I just, my personality type, I'm a logistician. I got to understand how things work, right? Not, not to ask why, but just out of selfish reasons. I want to know how things work. That's just the how I fire. So, uh, but anyway, let's see here. What else we have in the comments? Um, appreciate the, the question though, Carly. That was awesome. Um, Carson Caldwell said, can't drink, can't drink when you're too uh, busy admiring love's domination. If he comes out and outplays uh, Pat Mahomes somehow, some way, man, that's going to be absolutely awesome. I know he technically out outplayed him last time, but uh, you know, obviously when you only put up, what was it? Six or seven points. Mm-hmm. Not something I'm just glad, glad Jay loves helmet fits him better. You know what I'm saying? Like, it seems like Pat Mahomes has always got the two bar syndrome looking right through the middle of it, sort of thing. <laughs> I love it, man. You can tell the 27 year old here on the show, he's looking at the room. Clean that helmet looks on J Love. You kidding me? I love it. Uh, Dennis Shook in the chat says the second half of GML today was Chef's Kiss. I appreciate it, man. I'm, I'm assuming that's a good thing, Dennis, but we appreciate you watching, buddy. That was a fun episode. It, it's It's cool to get to get real every now and again. Jennifer Wright in the chat says, I don't think KC sees the game as a challenge, just like the Lions. That could be the case. You know, there was a lot of people overlooking the Packers. I personally believe, Tim, that people are kind of waking up on the Packers a little bit now going, okay, we can't let these guys sneak up on us. You you kind of see it the same way? Yeah, and I think if anyone's waking up, it's Kansas City, right? I don't think an Andy Reid coach team is going to take any opponent for granted. Um, but you never know, though, you know. 
53 men on a roster, man. There's a lot of different personalities that you got to wrangle, a lot of moving pieces on game day. So, yeah, it might be a friendly reminder, um, you know, for those guys that, hey, you know, this team's on the ascent right now. They're coming off a big win, right? Well, and then maybe the opposite needs to be true for the Packers. Maybe we need to be reminding ourselves that, hey, you know, all the all the shenanigans is great and everything, but these are the champs, and they're coming into our house on Sunday night. You know, we got to get in and get our work done. So, um, you know, I, I really do. I, I, I hope that uh, we see a lights-out performance, uh, not just from Jay Money, but from our team as a whole, just like we did on Thanksgiving. I hope the trend continues. Um, it's going to make me feel a whole lot better about the uh, the way the end of this year is going to shape out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, we'll see here in the chat. Stephen Smith says Sunday night game is going to tell us how our offense and defense line is. I still am a bit concerned about wide receiver Rasheed Rice. Uh, I agree. I think Rasheed Rice is one of those players who's uh, he's definitely underrated. Um, I think it's going to come down to do you want to play aggressive or do you want to play? Uh, you know, your quarters coverage, right, and with zone match principles. And last night was a good example. There was many people last night that were down on Dallas. Oh, this defense is a fraud, this and that, got you. Okay. There was many people saying that Al Harris should be Green Bay's next defensive coordinator. There were people in that chat going, bro, they just got – they got torched by the Seahawks. Like, what makes you think they're so great, right? Well, I'll tell you what, why makes, they got- what makes Al Harris qualified to be a defensive coordinator? <laughs> I could see I could see a, a, a cornerbacks coach, right, or a position coach. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That's just funny that you know that was almost like when we heard talk about someone suggesting Rich Bisaccia become um, the uh, defensive coordinator earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. And we we kind of had that same topic that like I just don't I don't see the correlation there yet. Could be wrong though. I mean, Al Harris is Green Bay royalty, so I mean. If he can do it, great. But I, do you see him as a D coordinator candidate right now? I think he's doing a good job at that secondary, just the way they they get their their ball hawking skills. But there's nothing to to, to suggest he's going to be a, a good DC, right? And he's not even calling the plays. You know, obviously, um, he's he's a defensive backs coach. That's what he is. But what cracks me up is the people who were dogging him last night, going, "Oh, look how they're they're frauds. They got you know what you know why they got torched? Did y'all pay attention?" Like they play a ton of man coverage. They play man. Co- they play man coverage forty-one percent of the time. That's the most in the NFL. What happens in man coverage? It's boom or bust. Last night you seen the negative aspects of playing man coverage heavy. They With got a lot it. of blitzing too. Yeah, right, right. That's that's as aggressive a defense as you're going to find right there. Right now they've played good points per game. They're in the top five. Got gotcha, you. Understand. But last night is a prime example of how a less than stellar team can cut you apart if you're being overly aggressive as opposed to playing two on the shelf, giving the same pre-snap look and playing with zone match principles where you don't even know what defense you're going to run because you don't know what route they're going to run yet. If you don't know what you're going to run, how do they know what you're going to run? Right. Um, that's just kind of how I see it. Uh, what do you think, Emilio? No, I think that's, I think that's it. Um, but uh, to his point there, it's going to start on the offensive and defensive lines. That's where it's going to be. We got Chris Jones in the middle. We got Rashawn outside. It's going to be a battle. How are the O-lines going to hold up? Are they going to be able to run block? They're going to be able to pass block. And which quarterback's going to which quarterback stays clean is going to be the epicenter of this game. You know how 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 it's all going to play out. I think. Um, but I'm really excited to see it. 
but you know, you know, Andy Reid's got some stuff up his sleeve, and you know, Matt's got a couple things he's been holding. So, what are we going to see when, when really, you know, push comes to shove? Definitely. Doug in the chat says, "Hard to believe Quay going to split time between covering Kelsey and spying Mahomes." Here's how I would approach it, and I may be proven wrong on Sunday night. I most likely will be proven wrong. That happens way more often than me going, ha, got it, <laughs> right? Um, because we try to look at it from every angle. Uh, but I wouldn't put necessarily a spy on Mahomes as I would do some of those interior stunts to where if you run a TT twist mm-hmm. or even an ET stunt, that in let's say you run an ET stunt, right? In the in the edge, I wouldn't want to do this with Gary because I want him rushing, I want him just purely rushing the passer, right? But with an ET stunt or even a TT, when you have one guy engage inside, it's to create a free runner on the loop, right? Well, that guy that engages and occupies two offensive linemen disengage and you cover the middle of the field and you you try to spy Mahomes. And that's not suggesting that uh, uh you know 280, 290, 300 pound defensive linemen should be spying on Mahomes. That's just a way to create a false sense of security for the quarterback to be able to evade that little game, that stunt they run up front, and then you're running right into them. You kind of seen that with Carl Brooks last week when he forced the fumble on uh, on Jared Goff. So I like that more than someone just spying. Although if you do keep two on the shelf, you can play double rat, which essentially means you got two backers dropping underneath in coverage, right? And with those two backers dropping into coverage, their eyes are on the quarterback the entire time. You got to kind of you, you almost have a double rat spy right there baked into the equation. You could mix in some cover three where you've got a little bit of cloud on one side, right, with the deep coverage on the other. There's a lot of different things you can do in that regard and still play your zone match. I just don't like the idea of some people saying, we just need to man up here, play man coverage. I, I, I feel mm-hmm. like Pat Mahomes can definitely burn you, especially with Kelsey. If if you go in man coverage, you better bracket him. Now you're leaving Rasheed Rice single cover. If you go right. man coverage and you bracket Rasheed, I'm not suggesting they should, now you've got Kelsey uh, single cover. I don't like that at all. And everyone's backs to the ball. So then he's got a lane to walk up in. He's got all these different options just because you're not paying, you know, you're, you're not eyes on him. Yeah. Um, let's see right here. Dennis in the chat says, Clayton, do you think we have to stump more because their interior offensive line is so good? I mean, when you got an offensive line that's good, that's that good, I, I don't think you just want to go head up and say, all right, we're going to go beat them, right? I think the key will be trying to isolate Kenny the same way they're going to try to isolate um, – uh, God, um, what's his name? I've already missed his name. Jones. Chris Jones, right? Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, Chris Jones. Yeah. It's such a simple name. I'm always like, that can't be his name. Yeah. That can't be. But, um, yeah, so probably try to do the same thing, put him on a four-eye. That way you can get him singled up, okay, and uh, and kind of attacking that guard on his own. But we got a we got a special guest here. Let's see if you guys recognize this cat right here. Oh, what's up, big dog? Man, I'm kind of doing this a little ghetto. It's off my phone. I don't know if you guys can even hear me. Yeah, we can hear you pretty good. You're a little low. I'm gonna crank you up here though. You're good, man. What's been going on, Mister Jacob? Oh, boys, it's been a while. Um, first of all, Tim. Uh, I know you love Taylor Swift. And, uh, <laughs> I just want to let you know that I bought the deluxe gold package, like uh, disc anthology. I'm gonna send it to your house so that way you got all the Taylor Swift genres <laughs> you can just dive into. Hey man, we're just sitting here talking ball, dude. You're gonna have to speak a little louder for us. We heard it. Tim wishes he hadn't, but <laughs> to speak a little louder. It may help. He's I always thinking of me. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. That's that's great. <laughs> 
We've got to get him a Taylor Swift fat head for the background. Got Ooh, now we're talking. You guys are never going to let me live this down. I love it. <laughs> oh, my God. I love it, dude. Um, Jacob, let's do this, man. I don't know how long you can be on here. Uh, we're at the 37-minute mark, so we got about 20 minutes left. we got a crowd in here, too. You guys hit that like button for us, help other Packer fans find uh, – find this uh this podcast what do you how do you see this game speak loud for me too man do you got any kind of not necessarily a score prediction but what are you thinking going into this game against the Chiefs man I don't think any of us expected to to be in the playoff hunt right no so it's been kind of interesting um I haven't been able I had a lot of stuff going on I switched jobs I had you know personal issues had deer hunting going on so it's been (laughs) it's been weird I haven't been able to i've been reading articles i really haven't even been able to listen to you guys as much as i'd like to i've been just swamped um that being said it's been interesting to see how the fan base has reacted in that time i watched them go from just really talking a lot of smack uh stuff that i i, I chose not to comment on even when i did see the small things because i mean i'm like you clayton as soon as you put a quarter in me it's i'm gonna i'm gonna lose some friends so uh, <laughs> i just thought i'd stay quiet on that but it's been really great to see I don't think people expected this, but I should back up. Maybe we did expect that this was the way the season was going to go. We'd start off really rough. There'd be a lot of, you know, mistakes and a lot of young mistakes being made. And look at what happened. All of a sudden, last two, three weeks, specifically Jordan Love, a lot of our first and second year receivers, our tight ends coming through, the guys on that D-line that we've talked about, you know, guys like Wyatt and second year, third year players. It's just been really fun to see. And, yeah, man, people counted us out. People started throwing dirt on us, like burying us halfway. And it's fun to see that um, that we're not dead yet. We're going to, you know, (laughs) Undertaker, sit right up from that that freaking grave. Um, Going into this game, I am just – I'm not going to put any expectations on it. I'll tell you this, though. Going into the Detroit game, I don't know what it was. I was in the middle. I I sat in a deer blind for six hours that morning, and I thought – Maybe I'll just sit here all day because I don't really want to get out of the stand. And, and if the Packers lose, it's going to make my day so bad. I might as well stay here and see if I can get a deer. <laughs> and something in my head, I swear, something in my head, I don't know if it was, I was thinking about my late grandmother, you know, my late buddy that passed away. And they're like, dude, no, you can't miss Thanksgiving football with the Packers playing. And then all of a sudden, I just thought, we're going to win this game. I don't know why. I just, I, a lot of mornings I wake up on Sundays and I'm like, we're going to lose this game. And then I just have that weird thought in my head. I have this feeling for some reason going to the Chiefs game that people are counting us out. I think the guys finally have learned to play together, and I think they're starting to feed off each other's energy. I think they're starting to get inspired by each other, and it's really fun to see. It really is, man. It, it's it, I know it rejuvenated the entire fan base. There's no doubt about it. Um, like I was telling them, man, I stepped into that into that that uh, living room, kitchen, dining room area, whatever that day, and people were asking me, "I'm like, boys, I don't know. It's some, you know, we're banged up. This is Detroit, right? Tough game." At the end of that first quarter, I'm I'm walking around like, yep, knew it, knew it all along. Yep, what I tell you, <laughs> right? It's funny how that works. Um, I like this right here. Somebody in the chat, if I could find it again, uh, right here, Jeff says, "Deer hunting led to the changing jobs." <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was a happy, perfect buffer though. I'll tell you, yeah. I haven't gotten to hunt all nine days in a long, long time, so it was pretty nice. I didn't get a buck though. I got skunks. Missed one of the biggest bucks I've ever seen in my life. So thanks. Oh man. Oh. <laughs> so thanks. <laughs> well, let's go ahead and talk about it real quick, man. Playoff chances. Yeah. 63% if we win on Sunday. All right. So uh, that's pretty I'm close to uh 65%, isn't it? It is. No. <laughs> 
Some people have pointed out that's just two percent shy of the uh, the golden number of sixty five percent. Sixty five percent. Jacob, it's been a lifetime ago <laughs> since we were we were talking about that. Jacob's <laughs> like, you're still using that. <laughs> oh hell yeah! No, I'm not gonna lie. It. On the way home, I got to listen to like five minutes, and I heard Tim's, you know. Uh, soapbox about taylor swift and then i also heard 65 percent used like five times <laughs> hey it's always going to be here man it's always going to be there one thing they're not going to be able to do they're not going to be able to call me a sellout you know what i'm saying jake you call me you um so let's look at the uh the standings and how this lays out real quick we'll try to stay on topic here man it's so good to see you buddy uh so obviously the eagles in the one seed uh, Niners in the two, Lions in the three. They're both at an eight and three record. Obviously, the Eagles at ten and one. You got the Falcons down there in the Dookie South. That that division is absolutely horrible. Five and six are leading the way. We want the Falcons to win that division though because of the tiebreaker we have over the Saints. Obviously, Cowboys in the number five seed at nine and three. The uh, Vikings at six and six in the six seed. Seahawks at six and six in the seventh seed. And our Green Bay Packers only a half a game back at five and six. So the way that lays out, if we look at the in the hunt schedule here, right? Um, essentially, the ones we want to key in on are the sixth and seventh seed as it sits right now. Minnesota sitting at six and six. They go to Vegas to play the Raiders, to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Then they got Detroit, Green Bay at home, and then on the road in Detroit. Seattle's got to play San Francisco, Philadelphia, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, then Arizona. I feel really good about them dropping three games there. Uh, so if that's the case and they only win two of the last five, that's going to put them at what? Uh, eight and uh, nine. So the Packers magic number, in my opinion, is going to be around that nine win mark. Now, when you look at our remaining schedule here, Tim, I'll start with you. Um, Kansas City, obviously, uh, you at the Giants, Tampa at home, Carolina on the road, Minnesota on the road, then Chicago. Do you think we can get the nine wins? Can we win four of those games right there? We just have to go four and two, in my opinion, to uh, absolutely. get us I, into playoffs. I absolutely believe that. That's totally possible. Um, I'd like to see us run out, right? Run the table. But um, no, I think four and two is reasonable. I, I was somewhere around 10 wins preseason for my prediction. So right now, looking at our team, I got to believe nine is possible for sure. And um, I think you're right. I think they might surprise us, go five and one down this stretch. You know, um, I definitely think that we have um, the slightly of a more favorable uh, schedule to end our season. We got some winnable games in here, guys. You know, Giants, Tampa, Carolina, right there, um, and then two divisionals to close out the year. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, the question is if they go if they go four and two, what are the two what are the two L's that we're thinking? You know, and I don't want to even think that way. I want to look. I'm looking at this starting on Sunday, thinking let's get the first of many here and just win out. But um, you know, I'm with you, Clayton. I think four and two is certainly uh, a reasonable. Uh, benchmark for us yeah the, the one I really worry about honestly outside of KC is Tampa you know Tampa's one of those teams they can get kind of streaky right Emilio how do you see it man what do you think the Packers can finish with here kind of best case scenario worst case scenario how are you looking at it here man yeah no I'm, I'm with Tim there we've been saying it this whole time four and two if we can get that I think we're I think we're in the playoffs um I had him at 11 at the season start so uh, you know, we'll take it. But my, what I was paying attention to was Minnesota's last five games they have. They got to play Detroit twice, who's not happy right now. They're upset. And they got <laughs> the Raiders and Cincy so, and us. So, I mean, I think we're in a good space. And with Dallas's win last night, I think that really puts us on the right track to 
you know, making a push for that playoff, which we hadn't, you know, like we were saying, you know, a week ago, two weeks ago, hey, what, what's going to happen with the six overall pick? You know, what are we going to do in the top 10 in the draft? And I'm I'm excited to talk playoffs, really. So uh, let, let's get after it. Yeah, definitely. What do you think, Jacob? How are you seeing that, man? Any, anything here that sticks out to you? Yeah, I mean, and you guys correct me if I say something stupid, because like I said, I've been out of the game for a minute. So I'm a little dusty. But does it make sense that if we're going to drop a game or two out of the four that we'd want to drop it against KC? Because the rest of it's all NFC, correct? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. that's going to play into the tiebreaker for sure. You're right, man. And that's where I'm starting to wonder, because part of my brain is like, man, it would really boost this team's confidence if we go and beat the, the Chiefs. But at the same time, it's like, Law of averages, like like we were talking about, you think maybe we're going to drop at least two of those games. I mean, I hope that we don't. You know, I was uh, – I don't know if you guys remember, but I was very confident with a 10-win team this year. I'm not going to lie. About four weeks ago, I was like, oh, my God. I'm never going to be able to show my face on this podcast ever again. <laughs> uh, lately, I'm pleasantly surprised. I'm starting to – now, my fantasy team, that's a different story. We don't have to get into that. But uh, <laughs> as far as the Packers season, man, I'm still hopeful and – like, like Tim then talks about, this is a pretty favorable rest of the season. I mean, I'm not too afraid of the Giants. Tampa Bay, like you said, could be a little, who knows, with that game. Carolina doesn't scare me. Minnesota is a shell of what it was. And Chicago, I mean, it's Chicago. What are you, you going to do? Well, I tell you, it's a, it's a dumpster fire over there. Any given Sunday, though. Any given Sunday, right? Oh, oh yeah. It can happen. Uh, Omer in the chat says, we beat many. That's the most important game left for us. That and the Bears must be wins. You got to win the wins. You're, win the ones you're supposed to win, right? That's that's the big yep. thing, in my opinion. Um, a fam in here, man, trying to give me some PTSD. He says I'm excited to see if our new punter can hold in cold weather. If he does, then we right, we might we finally might have one. I don't even want to think about bobbled snaps right now, boys. I'm just telling you right now. I don't want. Good God. Yeah. Well, Especially and you know, kicking. I've never seen our punter kick a brick yet, so it'll be interesting. I like AFAM's point here. That yeah. ball gets a little uh little cold and um heavy, you know, little little different foot action on the ball in the in the elements. So uh, but Whelan's got a, a thunder leg though. So I mean, hopefully he's impervious to this and he still punts well in the elements. Yeah. Definitely. Dave in the chat says, good luck to the Packers, but I think the Chiefs are going to win out the rest of the season, get the number one seed in the AFC. Good luck going through Philly. Yeah, man. Hey, it sounds like you might be a Chiefs fan. Appreciate you dropping through, bro. Um, That's not a bad take, and good luck to you guys, too. Chiefs are one of those organizations, man. They're one of the classic organizations, one of the original out of the AFC, out of the old AFL. I always think of when the Packers and the Chiefs play, I think of Hank Stram, right? Think of all the old days of him matriculating the ball down the field. They're one of those classy organizations, and I absolutely love Andy Reid. But like I said, man, thanks for swinging by, dude. It should be a good game Sunday night. At least that's what we're hoping for over here in Green Bay, that's for sure. Can, uh, I, uh, can I stir the pot real quick? Oh, Lord. Do, do we got a conspiracy theory? Welcome back, Jacob. Not, Let's go. I need to know. Do we have a conspiracy? It's not a conspiracy, but, yeah, I want to see that. I want to see All right, we're triggering it anyway. Let's do it. Here we go. Let it Bro, what'd you think of the Belichick edition? You guys put Belichick in there? Yeah, Yeah. absolutely, bro. Oh, yeah. I started busting laughing. Oh, my God. Um, 
Yeah, he kind of looks like Bigfoot with his shirt on. Anyway. <laughs> he does. Hey, he was an absolute tank, dude. You see them lats? That bro. Did, hey, I hope I look like that when I'm 70. You kidding me? <laughs> anyway, what, what do you got? What are you going to stir the pot with, man? I, yeah, again, I don't mean to be a certain way or anything, but did you guys see the article about how there, I believe there's a Native American tribe that is now suing the commander's organization to get the Redskins name back? I have heard about that. Um, I wow. thought you were going to go to the Chiefs topic, but carry on there. Is it? Well, what would you take away from that? I guess it's just interesting to see nowadays that I don't know who claimed they were offended by that, but it clearly – I mean, I think about – I live in, obviously, Wisconsin, Tim. I know that around our area, a lot of the high schools and stuff are named, you know, like, for instance, the Menominee Indians, Chippewa Falls, you know, a lot of the yep. – you don't name something after something that you don't respect or admire right. or think that's historically relevant. It'd be like, you know, I, I just you, to me, I've never understood that that mindset. And I think it's I don't know. I just think it's 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 very it's shameful because I just I don't imagine like the commanders. Who, who cares that they're called? the They were called the Washington football team. <laughs> that is just the most I, I thought it was a joke when I first heard it. And now just the right. fact that we're, we're tarnishing all these legacies and these great you know, Native American warriors and, and tribes and like the Seminoles, like, you know, there's so many different, the fighting Sioux, all these different aspects. It's like, I don't understand that. And I know that there was a controversy with the Chiefs kid the other day, which we don't have to get into that. They, they jump. No, on we should, we should get into it, Jacob. We should jump on this poor kid. And they, they literally are like, he needs to be a, a little boy, like a 10 year old boy. Well, here it turns out one, they wanted to do the whole media thing where they yep. literally show half his face. He wasn't in whatever you want to say. He had a, a black face and a red face to signify the chief. And the kicker, he is the grandchild of an actual Indian chief that sits on, like, a tribal council currently. So, I mean, people just need to pump the brakes and get away from what – just just go go touch ground, man. Go sit in the grass. Yeah, seriously. And it's all – it's it, it, 90% of the time, it's not even people of that heritage that are upset. Mm -hmm. Let's just be honest. It's white people who are upset. And it's like, <laughs> it just blows my mind. Like, I, first of all, Karen, on my dad's side. On line one, Karen calling. Line <laughs> one. On my dad's side, right, my, my dad's grandmother was part Cherokee. So when I was growing up, guess who my favorite uh, football team was when I first started watching football? It was the Washington Redskins. Do you know why? Because my dad taught me at an early age, that's a part of our heritage. That's awesome. We should root for them. Oh, cool. Well, I'm looking at like, look at these offensive bastards. Can you believe they're naming right. a football team after our native? Like, shut up. And again, it's it's white people who want attention. It's all right. it, man. I'm I'm getting hot, Jacob. This is why you shouldn't be back on the show. <laughs> but no, with the Kansas City Chiefs thing, this kid they showed all that picture of him wearing blackface. And then you find out, no, it was half red, half black because he was some, you know, symbolic, symbolic of the Chiefs. So Deadspin throws him completely under the bus as if the mainstream media hasn't been sued enough over the last five years from acting like complete morons. So now I hope they take them to the cleaners, bro. Guess what? Do you know what the article, uh, the writer of that article's name was? And he's a guy. Tim? Karen. His name's Karen. No, it ain't. No. C-A-R-R-O-N. Yeah. <laughs> so fitting. It all makes sense now. It all makes sense now. It really does. Yeah. I need to ask him, though. I don't listen to much Taylor Swift. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, so there you go, man. Jacob, you step right back in, bro. Listen to you, dude. You, uh, mm -hmm. yeah. And, and this is it. You know, everybody, everybody in here gets it. Um, 
Look at this right here. Paul Robertson, slow news day. Absolutely. Derek K, clickbait. Mm -hmm. uh, Derek K, making money neg uh, negatively. Absolutely. And then Jeff just says, preach, boys, preach it. So <laughs> I love our listeners. And listen, it's like, we'll be the first one to call it out if somebody's being disrespectful. You've seen the chat. We kick people out of here all the time. If they get in here and they be disrespectful, we, we're not going to see race. We're not going to see political party. We're not going to see all that stuff that divides us. But when people try to divide you through the color of your skin, dude, I just can't take it. I can't take it. Man. Mm -hmm. It drives me insane. Um, anyway, there we go. That was on the agenda tonight. Thank you, Jacob. Appreciate it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> so you, we got, uh, you got Dennis, Dennis's comment there. We got to We got to do this. I tried, I tried to do this the last couple of days um, or last few weeks when he started catching fire. But uh, Dennis Shook said uh, we got to give Jacob his his Carl Brooks flowers. So now that Jacob's here, we've got to give you your flowers. Give it up one time for Jacob. He called it. I believe it was July. I think it was as early as July. We had uh, Carl Brooks on the radar for uh, a big year. So, Jacob, thank you for uh, being ahead of your time, brother. You nailed it. I swung and missed at my my prediction this year, um, so I'm glad you uh, you knocked yours out of the park, brother. Congrats! Hey, hey, I mean, cat. Yeah. Yes. Hey, and the cat called Josiah Aguara, bro. Oh, he did. Hey, let's do it. Yeah. I got it right here. One time, this was this was sent in by Split Screen Gaming, one of the listeners. He created a conspiracy video. Check it out. Obviously, everybody's going to blame the refs. I just didn't see consistency in the calls. I saw his interview. The guy just seems random, weird, and very questionable. Look at TJ Slayton look back at him. See, the cat was trying to tell him. The cat was trying to tell me the whole time. <laughs> Single time, man. The way it zooms in slowly. Look, there he is. Oh, there he is. He is. Is he or she? No, there's the real star. Is that right. he or she, Jake? I think it's a girl. girl. <laughs> <laughs> you, think, you think it's a girl? Well, it is 2023. Yeah, I don't, I don't, yeah it identifies as a cat, I think. A there girl. you go. Uh, here it is. It identifies as a cat. <laughs> oh, we're going to give him some. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This is out of control, man. Out of control. Um, yeah, so uh, Carly Ray says that is so awesome. I'm, I'm assuming she's talking about some of the nonsense we just covered. Mm -hmm. um, let's go around the horn here, guys. We pretty much got the uh, – we got a full slate here. Let's uh, let's go around the horn. We're going – let's see, we're doing Good Morning Lambo in the morning. Tim, you won't be with us in the morning, right, buddy? You're going out with the with the wife, right? It, it looks like we're going to do a little uh, little shopping tomorrow, but uh, you never know. We'll see. Maybe, Tim, I, maybe, maybe I can get my butt out of bed early. He's gonna get himself in trouble. And listen to me, you you you're going out with the wife tomorrow, okay? I am not. Yeah, I can do both, tomorrow. right? We can do both. You're not sleeping on my couch, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you got to take care of the missus, all right? Um, with that being said, though, let's go around the horn real quick. Final thoughts, Tim. Um, beat Kansas City. Don't don't be distracted by the hype. Uh, it's a big football game. Um, I don't even want to think about losing at this point. We've, we've lost enough already this year. Um, you know, Coach LaFleur says there's no such thing as moral victories in this league, and he's absolutely right. But I got to tell you, there's a little moral victory in there if we get the dub against the Super Bowl champs, right? Um, it's going to tell us a lot about this team. 
And uh, I'm confident. I feel like we can get them. I really do. If, if there was ever a time to beat the Kansas City Chiefs, man, it's right now. And, uh, you know, Pat Mahomes' first time coming up here, you know, let's uh, send him home 0-1 at Lambeau Field. Why not? Um, I have confidence in our defense. Our offense is playing its best football. I think the Pack gets it done. Go Pack. I'm, I'm here for the dub. That's what's happening. Confidence, yep. guys. Confidence. No distractions. I like it. Turn Elevated off the Taylor Swift. <laughs> Elevated Sean in the chat said, bro had the cat five years, doesn't know the gender. I'm a man. I'm 40. All right. Emilio, farting thoughts, bro. Uh, I second everything Tim say. I uh, will also add that, um, you know, we got to play 60 minutes of football. Four quarters. We have to play the full four quarters. We got to show up. And uh, this team – we got to play under the lights. We got three big games under the lights. Everyone's going to be watching. Everyone, we're going to know where we're going to be standing basically at the end of the day. So it's kind of like we'll get a little taste of that win and get in playoff sort of mentality. And uh, I think it'll be good practice for them. Um, you know, just something big that that we got to step up and do. And I say that we need to be probably Matt's preaching probably plus one, plus two in the turnover differential. And I think that'll be the difference in the game. Definitely, I like it. I like it. Um, let's see here. Uh, Dave in the chat says, you nailed the Brooks one talking about uh, Carl Brooks, obviously, Jacob. I tried telling, but no one listens to me, LOL. Carl Brooks is one of those guys, man. He's shown those flashes. It looks like he might legit be uh, the the interior defensive lineman of the future, especially in that three to five take. But, Jacob, parting thoughts, but it's so good to see you in here, man. Yeah, well, um, I guess, first of all, has anybody noticed that, that Mahomes sounds – Awfully a lot like Kermit the Frog and Danny McBride from <laughs> I mean, just first of all. So it oh. makes sense now. And he looks very, like Darlene from Roseanne. Oh, and he's married to that woman. You call me anything you want, but don't call me that. He said so, Darlene from Roseanne, Jacob. Oh, man. So when, you, when you add all that in and you get the weird brother and the weird wife, I mean, that's. I feel like the, the we're going to pop this myth, mythical, like, Chiefs bubble that everybody's so impressed with. Actually, I just don't see it. I just see a lot of, uh, I don't know, overhyped, like Tim says. So, uh, that being said, though, I'm I'm excited for this team. I think that we're hitting our stride at the right time. I don't want to jinx it or say I'm comparing it, but this reminds me somewhat of that 2010 season where a lot of that year we had no business thinking we could even go to the Super Bowl. And all of a sudden, as, the, as we came down that back end stretch, stuff started coming together. Defensive players. I mean, look at dude, Jonathan Owens is scoring pick sixes, bro. Miss Simone Biles. <laughs> Anyways, I'm excited, man. I'm excited that these young teams, uh, Valentine and Valentine, pleasant surprise. Not sure what you guys covered uh, as far as with the Razul Douglas thing. I know that um, if I had to guess, most of you weren't happy about it. So I think it's a fair assessment. <laughs> It's nice to see that this team is still coming together, and um, I, I think the sky's the limit right now. I'm excited. Definitely, man. I think it's going to be an awesome game Sunday night. It's going to be another test, another piece of the puzzle, and that's all we can ask for again in a season where we were looking at, you know, six to ten wins. Um, looks like we're going to be closer to ten than six. Hopefully, as they come down the stretch, everything will continue to get better. They're definitely growing together. They're creating momentum. Jordan's accuracy is starting to come together. I had a Michael Lombardi video keyed up. We didn't even get to it because Jacob crashed the party, and I'm glad he did. <laughs> but he kind of talked about that too, how you it's rare you see the accuracy improve, and here you're seeing it with Jordan Love. So he's just out there kind of cutting it loose. Um, yeah, Derek K., I completely agree. So Jacob has has to be on the show 
Has to be, man. From here moving forward. See, you done came out of hiding, Jacob. <laughs> There's no turning back now, my man. You're back. So uh, we'll get we'll get the schedule synced up where you're on here consistently again, dude. Because it's uh, I tell you what, man. I'm not trying to be overly dramatic, but I get a little bit of emotion because we kind of launched this thing together, and uh, you've been gone for too long. And I'm glad you're back, man. Appreciate you dropping in. Appreciate it very much. All right, Miss you guys. we're gonna get out of here. I want to thank everybody in the chat. You guys are absolutely awesome. You lit it up tonight. We'll be back tomorrow morning. Um, Tim will be with his wife, so I will probably be solo unless I find a co-host. Ooh. So uh, with that being said, we'll get through it regardless. But again, thank you all for hanging out with us tonight. For those of you listening on the pod, thank you for making us a part of your day. As always, let's go out and be the change we want to see in the world. Go back up. The power sweep. Actually, it's the, it's the lead play in our, in our offense. Tell the tackle. Take the defensive end if he's over. If he's not, he's drive down the first man to his inside. Pull back and get him. Take the first man outside the offense. No one shows. Go right by them and feel them back. If the YN has the linebacker taken out, he cuts inside. If the YN has the linebacker in, he comes all the way around. If you look at this play, what we're trying to get is a seal here and a seal here and try to run this play in the alley.